Welcome to Sardisms, where we take great ideas and have great conversations. Today, we have a very special Christmas edition where we've invited quiz enthusiasts to join us for a very Sard Quizmas. Our host for today is Sard's very own Christy Hinchliffe, arguably the perfect pub quiz master. Put your Christmas knowledge to the test on this episode and let us know your score on Twitter at SardJV or use hashtag SardQuizmas. Good luck and may the best contestant win. So welcome. Thank you for joining Quizmas. Just about to get started. So we've got five rounds of ten. Are so you going to need a pen and paper in order to record those answers? I've written down just a couple of, of commandments for the quiz. Firstly, I'm going to repeat all questions from the round quite rapidly after question ten. I'm just going to go through absolutely all of them once again. So we've got five rounds of ten. The first one isn't Christmassy, and then it's very Christmassy. So we're just going to ease you into the idea of quizzing with round one, which is pretty much based on the English language, but a little bit on the body as well. Should be good fun. So I need you to fill in which body part is going to fit this English idiom. It will become far more obvious by the time I start reading them aloud. I've titled this, Keep Your Nose to the Grindstone, or you'll end up with egg on your face. So there you go. You're getting the theme, getting chuckles, but muted. I I feel like this, this is a tough audience. Very funny. Thank you. Okay, so question one. If you hold back from saying something, particularly because it would be hurtful, you are said to bite your blank. And now we're understanding the point of the round. Yes. Question two. Two people so closely linked that they are inseparable are said to be joined at the blank. I think you're going easy on us, Christine. I was going to say, this does <laughs> seem very easy. <laughs> oh, I'm setting you up for a fall. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. There's no correlation with the early questions being this part of the body. Is the, um, oh, there, uh, this is yeah, on good point. parts of the body. They, they all will be parts of the body. Question three. Something that annoys you very much is said to set your what on edge? Question four. If you pay a bribe to someone, you are said to grease their... Question five. Sudden renewed enthusiasm is said to be a shot in the what? And question six, if you've hindered yourself through your own mistake, you've shot yourself in the where? Question seven, someone born into wealth and privilege is said to have been born with a silver spoon. Wow, good words, mate. Born with a silver spoon in their what? You're doing great, Christy. Don't worry. Thanks. Yeah. This is, seven questions in. This is intense, Christy. This is like mastermind all on your own. <laughs> yeah. Every answer's bum. <laughs> oh, heaven, you've given it away. Oh. <laughs> Question eight. If one is the recipient of a punch to the mouth or facial area, they're said to have eaten a what sandwich? Bum. Stop putting bum. There was a contestant on Family Fortunes who answered turkey to at least three questions. Brilliant fun. Name something you take to the beach 
And he legitimately answered with turkey just to keep the streak running. <laughs> Doesn't care about the prize money. Question nine. Another term for a secret causing shame or embarrassment that someone takes pains to conceal is referred to as a blank in the closet. Bum. Kevin. Not pudding bum. Is that one strictly a body part, though? Uh, well, well, depends who you ask. Oh. Part of your body. Yeah. At least we're picking up on the body part thing that's running through. So question 10. If you're very brave, never scared, you're said to have blank of steel. Go on, Kev. Bum. <laughs> Pudding. Bum. <laughs> I actually wrote down Les Dawson for that one. <laughs> Good answer. Brilliant. So nine bums and Les Dawson. So from the top... If you hold back from saying something because it would be hurtful, you're said to bite your what? Question two, as two people closely linked so that they are inseparable, is said to be joined at the what? Question three, something that annoys you very much, sets your what on edge? Question four, if you pay a bribe to someone, you grease their wear? <laughs> Stop saying bum. Kevin, you're giving away all the answers. Yeah. Question five. Sudden renewed enthusiasm is a shot in the blank. But if you've hindered yourself through your own mistake, you've shot yourself where? Question six. Question seven. Someone born into wealth and privilege has been born with a silver spoon in their... What? (laughs) (laughs) Question eight. If one is the recipient of a punch to the mouth or facial area, they've eaten a what sandwich? Question nine, another term for a secret causing shame or embarrassment that someone takes pains to conceal is a what in the closet? And question ten, a very brave person who's never scared has what of steel? Right, that looks sufficiently like everyone's heard them all. Based on the faces I can see, nod if we think we're ready for some answers for that round. You were ready. Ready. Okay, everyone on my screen's nodding, so... You're either not on my screen or or you're not ready. <laughs> so question one was to bite your tongue. Yay. Question yeah. two, two people closely linked are joined at the hip. Question three, something that annoys you very much, sets your teeth on edge. Question four, paying a bribe is to grease their palm. Question five, sudden renewed enthusiasm is a shot in the arm. But question six, if you've hindered yourself through your own mistake, you've shot yourself in the foot. Question seven, someone born into wealth and privilege has a silver spoon in their mouth. (laughs) For question eight, you've received a knuckle sandwich. Question nine, secret causing shame would be a skeleton in the closet. And question Mm. 10, very brave, never scared, you've got nerves of steel. Definitely had a different answer for 10. Yeah, no, no, nerves of steel. Uh, I think a lot of people had a different answer for 10. No, I, I could tell from some concerned editing eyes that... Uh, <laughs> not like, wings, then. What have you done? Not having wings. Yeah. Mine was changed from Les Dawson at the last minute. <laughs> Smart. After round one, have we got some high scores? Has anyone got 10? Me. Yep, I got 10. Oh, I well. did. We got some celebrations for some yeah. 10s. Wow, well done. I got 10. Three. Not too bad, but plenty of time still to go as we get more festive. And move on to round two. 
So round two is on Christmas songs, which will hopefully be quite popular, but also quite unpopular in that I'm going to have these stuck in your head for the rest of the night. For the first few questions, I'm just going to need you to carry on the lyric for the next number of words that I tell you. I'm going to give you the setup, and I just need you to take it a little bit further. Written down. Feel free to sing if you want, but 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 also don't. And keep yourself muted because nobody wants to hear that. Thank yeah, you. Yes, sing in, in the <laughs> of your own homes <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> so, question one. I'm looking for the next seven words. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light from now on. Question two. Now for this one, I'm looking for the next nine words. It's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and... Question three. Looking for the next 10 words. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. But the happiest sight to see is... Sorry, could you repeat that, but sing it? So it'll uh, help me. No, no, because uh, <laughs> this nice is try, recorded Jordan. and we want people to listen. <laughs> Someone can booble it. Lucy's a singer. Lucy can sing it. Shall we wait until the answers come out before people start singing and get carried away? Do the whole song, do the whole album. Question four. Again, looking for the next 10 words. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on. Seeing a lot of pained faces being like, I do know this one. But merely by tune. Some that don't even say that. I'll repeat that one again. So the next 10 words, just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on. Ooh, bad sportsmanship. Isn't there a Nothing copyright bum. infringement as well? <laughs> yeah, that's a point. I, I wonder how many of these are in the public domain. I think this year, haven't we kind of blocked out all these tunes for this year? Yeah, I started listening in June. You know what I mean? Just to make this the year better. hard. <laughs> oh, we need them. We need them. Let's move on to question five which is the last one of this style, and then the next five questions will be slightly different. 
So the next nine or ten words, depending on your view on hyphens. Then all the reindeer loved him, and they shouted out with glee. I think there's going to be fewer tens in this round based on some puzzled faces. <laughs> I appreciate that last one, though. That really helped. <laughs> <laughs> That'll boost the old scores. So the next nine or ten for that one. Then all the reindeer loved him and they shouted out with glee. I think the entire Monk family is singing that one along while muted, just to tease us. It's quite a sight. <laughs> it is. Right, so questions six through ten. I'm going to give you a phrase, and I just need you to tell me which Christmas song it's from. So pretty much the same in reverse. So question six, from which Christmas song is the phrase, no crib for a bed? Question seven, from which Christmas song is the phrase Parson Brown? Can you sing it? Uh, we, no, we, we've gone through this. It's not public domain. We will get it. Sorry about that. Time. That's my Close fault. The company. <laughs> Question eight, from which Christmas song is the phrase every Christmas card I write? Question nine, from which song is the phrase deep and dreamless sleep? And question 10 to finish the round, tidings of comfort and joy. This round has definitely been accompanied by some boogieing. Lots of singing and dancing in silence, making it rather... It's like a silent disco, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it's a silent disco where we just want to hear. <laughs> what are you listening to? <laughs> I've repeated the one, th one through five a couple of times, so I'll do six through ten again. Question six was no crib for a bed. Question seven was Parson Brown. Question eight was every Christmas card I write. Question nine was deep and dreamless sleep. And question 10, tidings of comfort and joy. I'll give you a minute or two. Get that final bit of thinking out. So once again, using the focus group of those currently on my screen, I start nodding or... Thumbs up if you think that we're ready for some answers. I think we're good to go, Christy. Yeah, I'm looking at a lot of those. Okay. So, for question one, the next seven words, have yourself a merry little Christmas, let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. 
Uh, we'll mark that. If you've got that all right, take one point. If you've got up to two words wrong, take half a point. That's the same for the first five. That's very generous of you. Well, it's Christmas. <laughs> and it means I can be less generous in other rounds. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so for question two, it's the most wonderful time of the year. There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. Question three was, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, toys in every store, but the happiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. Yeah, that's almost singing it. That's just saying it rhythmically. It was nice. One step nice away flow. from be wrapped Christmas. <laughs> Please do. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Question five was, then all the reindeer loved him, and they shouted out with glee, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, you'll go down in history. And then four, six through ten, no crib for a bed is from away in a manger. Question seven, Parson Brown is in Winter Wonderland. Question eight, every Christmas card I write is from White Christmas. Question nine, deep and dreamless sleep is from O Little Town of Bethlehem. And question 10, tidings of comfort and joy was from God rest ye merry gentlemen. God, 10. got 10 again. 10s. Well. 10. Smashed it. So you smashed that. <laughs> Two and a half, Pete. Oh. Two and a half. Ooh. So a mixture of scores from that round, I'll take that as. See if we can bring it back in round three. So this, is, this round's called A Christmas Film. I've, I've taken 10 films and I've made them more festive just by changing one of the words. There's two points for each question. I need the name of the film and the word which I've changed. Ooh. So a maximum of 20 in this one. Surely if you get the name of the film, you'll know which word you've changed. No, these are quotes from the films, not film titles. Ah. <laughs> so, for example, let's start with question one. So I'm looking for the film and the missing word. You're going to need a bigger tree. You explain it again. Sorry, I think I'm having a bit of a mental pre-Christmas block here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No problem. So these, these are quotes from films. So not Christmas films. Not Christmas films. Ah, okay. Quotes from films where I've changed one of the words to a more festive word. I'm looking for the word I've changed and the title of the film. One point for each. I would argue that's a very festive film. Touche. Question two. Show me the presents. Question three. Nobody puts Santa in the corner. That's my favorite one. That's green. And we're just getting started. <laughs> Question four. I feel the need, the need for stockings. Really changes the film, doesn't it? Question five. You can't handle the baubles. 
These are great, Christy. I'm really impressed. Kenneth Williams again. It's Kenneth Williams' gift. Question six. Take your stinking paws off of me, you damn dirty reindeer. Question seven. Lapland, we have a problem. Question eight. I love the smell of crackers in the morning. That really does change the meaning of that film. It really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Again, definitely not a Christmas film. Uh, maybe. You have a weird Christmas tradition. I don't even know the answer, that's funny. <laughs> Translates well. Question nine. I'm going to make him a turkey he can't refuse. How do you make a turkey? Uh, that, that's a question for another podcast. Make a turkey do what? <laughs> and question 10 here's Herod so speed run of all those questions question 1 you're going to need a bigger tree question 2 show me the presents question 3 nobody puts Santa in the corner question 4 I feel the need the need for stockings question 5 you can't handle the baubles Question six, take your stinking paws off of me, you damn dirty reindeer. Question seven, Lapland, we have a problem. Question eight, I love the smell of crackers in the morning. Question nine, I'm going to make him a turkey he can't refuse. And question ten is Herod. I think you deserve all the praise for actually saying those without saying the correct quote. That was very impressive. That was painful and basically it's because <laughs> of a very colour-coded word document that Thank I'm reading. Goodness. Oh, well done. Dear God, don't say this yet. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Shane, stop putting bum for all your answers. Spend time on this quiz. Don't just put 50 bums. You're going to need a bigger bum. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll do. Focus group of nodders. Let us know if we're ready for some answers. Ready. Consensus. I think think we're ready. What do you think, Mariah? Let's do it. Okay. Question one. So one point for each. That is from the film Jaws. And the word I've changed is boat. Initially, it was you're going to need a bigger boat. Not you're going to need a boat tree. Your boat need a bigger tree, etc. Question two. Show me the presents was the film Jerry Maguire. And the word I changed was money. Question three, nobody put Santa in the corner, was the film Dirty Dancing, and I changed the word baby. Question four, I feel the need, the need for stockings, was from the film Top Gun, and I changed the word speed. Question five, you can't handle the baubles, was from A Few Good Men, and I changed the word truth. 
Question six, take your stinking paws off of me, you damn dirty reindeer, was initially Ape from Planet of the Apes. Question seven, Lapland, we have a problem, was of course Houston, we have a problem, from the film Apollo 13. Question eight, I love the smell of crackers in the morning, was Apocalypse Now, and I changed the word napalm. Made it a lot more festive. Question nine, I'm going to make him a turkey he can't refuse, was from The Godfather, and it was an offer he can't refuse. And here's Herod, was here's Johnny from The Shining. I find it crazy how I know so many phrases, but I've not seen but any not of the, the movies. Films that they were from. Yeah. <laughs> is it, I heard it in passing. Is it two points or half a point for each? Like, two points. Two points in total for each question, so... One out for the of film, 20. one for the word, so it's out of 20. I, t- I take it, Jordan, as a list of required viewing. Yeah. The word vintage viewing kind of springs to mind. It's quite a, a seasoned crop there you've chosen. <laughs> I won't lie. <laughs> Some 20s, an 18, a 3 from our Immaculate Lady. Okay, so is anyone on full marks all the way through? Negative. Phew. I was wondering if someone had managed to hack into my computer. They're like, ah, yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Gotta win this quiz. (laughs) Right, round four. I'm christening this the tough round. This is the tough round, not the other one. I think so. Wow. I've tried to make it as clear as is possible. I will spend a little more time on the rules so that this time it definitely comes through. Yes, please. Right, so this round is is nativity-based. All of these are based around other famous people who were born on December the 25th. So all of the answers will be famous people who were born on the 25th of December. And what I've done is I've slightly rewritten... Wow. Words again. That's poor. I've rewritten the Christmas story slightly to account for their births instead of the birth of Jesus. Is everyone still with me on that? Focus group. No, please repeat. Not yes, at all. Please repeat. <laughs> Not so much, but it may become more clear after I've started asking some questions. But all of the answers to these questions will be a famous face. All of them will have a connecting factor in that they were born on December the twenty-fifth, and I'm going to give you clues as to who they are, but in the style of a retelling of the Christmas story. Okay. Again, it will become clearer. Question one. So I'm looking for the famous face. The donkey ride all the way back to Canada, where the child's father was the incumbent prime minister, would prove a painful distance for all parties. And unlike the traditional story, the child would follow his father into the family business. I thought I might be the only one confused, and then I looked up and saw Matt's face. All right, thank God. You go again with that. It's a long time to take this, really. (laughs) (laughs) Really. The donkey ride all the way back to Canada, where the child's father was the incumbent prime minister, would prove a painful distance for all parties. And unlike the usual story, the child would follow his father into the family business. I'm not going to say there aren't confused faces. I'm going to say they've become less confused. I might just sit this one out and just, you know, enjoy. 
<laughs> Question two. They would have made it to Bethlehem much faster if the donkey hadn't been walking on broken glass. Ah, uh, well, sweet dreams. Okay, back in the room. But we're understanding the format of the questions now a bit, which, which will help, I think. Question three. The census would force this family to go to Margaritaville, wherever that is, for the birth of this country singer. I was slightly hamstrung in this round by the limited number of people who were born on December the 25th that weren't just Jesus. Can we just put Jesus down for every answer? You can. I've sort of divulged <laughs> that he was one of the people who I've not written a question about. Um. Question four. Of all the mangers in all the towns in all the world, he's born in mine. Question five. An angel we have heard on high. What did it say? I don't know, Jeff, was there? I didn't notice anything. That was amazing. Thanks. <laughs> that was a superb impression of it. I'm very, very, wow. It's going to be disappointing if people go, that was a very good impression. I have no idea who that was. <laughs> I'm guessing you're not in Coronation Street. Well, I'm like one town over. For question six. Excuse me, we shepherds are looking to find the newborn king. Where should we go? Just follow the white flag in the sky. Thank you. And you guys are going to love the next round. It gets easier. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe you. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Question seven. Apples would form a major part of the Christmas meal in honour of the one that bonked this person on the head to preserve the gravity of the situation. I'll repeat these all at the end as well. So question eight, as previous, but pig's blood for the newborn prom queen who was then carried away to Egypt. That's a good one. Thanks, Phil. That was a tough one to write because I had to ask many people whether they knew who they were. Very good. Luckily returned positive responses. Question nine. The Magi wouldn't have bothered with gold, frankincense and myrrh when flour, vanilla extract and a whisk would have been enough to satisfy this future Bake Off winner and columnist. And question ten. Coincidentally a festive figure, the main difference is that Fairy Tale of New York would be considered a carol. Somehow had better teeth when he was a newborn.
Right, to repeat them all, question one was the donkey ride all the way back to Canada, where the child's father was the incumbent prime minister, would prove a painful distance for all parties, and unlike the traditional story, the child would follow his father into the family business. Question two, they would have made it to Bethlehem much faster if the poor donkey hadn't been walking on broken glass. Ah, well, sweet dreams. Question three, the census would force this family to go to Margaritaville, wherever that is, for the birth of this country singer. Question four, of all the mangers in all the towns in all the world, he's born in mine. Question five, an angel we have heard on high, what did it say? I don't know, Jeff, was there? I didn't notice anything. Question six. Excuse me, we shepherds are looking to find the newborn. I'm wondering if you know where we should go. Just follow the white flag in the sky. Thank you. Question seven. Apples would form a major part of the Christmas meal in honour of the one that bonked this person on their head to preserve the gravity of the situation. Question eight. As previous, but pig's blood for the newborn prom queen who was then carried away to Egypt. Question nine, the Magi wouldn't have bothered with gold, frankincense and myrrh when flour, vanilla extract and a whisk would have been enough to satisfy this popular future Bake Off winner and columnist. And question 10, coincidentally a festive figure, the main difference is that Fairy Tale of New York would be considered a carol, somehow had better teeth when he was a newborn. I'm not sure if that helped. (laughs) (laughs) You should have up to 10 famous people born on Christmas Day. Possibly none. (laughs) I've only got eight, though. I'm not saying I've got them right, but I've definitely not got more than eight. Presumptive. Let's say you didn't learn anything. Of course, you've learned 10 birthdays. I think I had a really misspent youth or something, or I'm really not, you know, culture, just maybe missed me or something. (laughs) I don't know. I'm looking at some of these answers. I'm not sure how cultured some of them are. I, I, won't, I won't out them in case they, they listen to the podcast, but, but that, would, that would be suicide, wouldn't it? So let's not. Are we ready for some answers based on nodding and thumbs up? Woo-hoo. Go for it. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Let's go Get with this yes. over with. <laughs> so question one <laughs> was referring to Justin Trudeau the current Canadian Prime Minister. I just got Trudeau. What does that get? Half? I'm going to give you a point for that, and it's not even my quiz. I think so. I I would definitely. It was was a tough round. Go Go for a point. Yeah. I'm not going to win anyway, so thanks. Have a point. Thanks. That's the truth. Question two, referring to Walking on Broken Glass, Annie Lennox, born on Christmas Day. I assume Matt got that one right. (laughs) (laughs) Or is just genuinely very happy. Big Eurythmics fan. Uh, well, yeah, yes, but no, her mainly <laughs> after Dave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> question three regarding Margaritaville. Jimmy Buffett. Margaritaville's QS, just so you know. Who's Jimmy Buffett? What? He was born on Christmas Day, and frankly, I couldn't think of an example for Alana Miles. <laughs> <laughs> question four of all the mangers in all the towns in all the world, he's born in mine, is Humphrey Bogart. The line from Casablanca. Question five. That was my attempt at an impression of Chris Kamara 
from Sky Sports. It was very, very good. Thank you. <laughs> That's very important to me. Question six was about Dido. White flag in the sky, and thank you. And that's really what she's known for. Get, get in. <laughs> Annie Lennox and Dido, doing well on those two. Question seven was related to Isaac Newton. Stretching the rules, he was born on December 25th before we adopted the Gregorian calendar. It's then been moved to somewhere in January, but honestly, I couldn't think of questions for Alistair Cook. Question eight was Sissy Spacek, who was the first person to play Carrie. Hence Phil nodding <laughs> gleefully with that answer. It's a great clue. Question nine, Nadia Hussein. Nadia. Have a point. Half a point. I'd, I'd say have a point. We gave it to Trudeau. Very grateful. <laughs> I only had Nadia, then I crossed it out and wrote Candice Brown. I'd still give you a point. <laughs> <laughs> Then Me that, too. That's very much the heart was in the right place and the pen wasn't. Don't put Candace Brown, though, you know, nah, you're nah. not alone. Sorry, who's Candace Brown? I'm lost. I don't even know who that is. Bake Off. Another person who won Bake Off. Who, yeah. Nadia. That's um, okay. Question 10 was Shane McGowan of the Pogues, born on Christmas Day. If you needed any more reason to write a Christmas song, there's that. All right, so middling scores from around the initially was met with folks because I didn't know his name and I was about to write Kirsty McCall and then I was like no that's the wrong way around have half a point for Pogues that seems is that mean I think I'm second to last so I don't think half a point half a point for Pogues <laughs> hell no I'm definitely last so no I'm, I'm last I'm not even going to add them up me neither it's not going to look good for anyone I think we'll all find I've got the lowest score <laughs> yeah Christy disappointing <laughs> because I made all these up. So, going into the final round. Moving on to round five. So, this is Christmas Around the World, true or mostly true. I've got some true or false questions. I need answers of true or false, but you're going to learn something from every question. Even the ones that were false are only because I've changed it slightly. So... You get to learn some more Christmas traditions from, from around the world. Um, and more terrified faces, I, I promise you, this is fine. Mostly just me. <laughs> absolutely terrified for every round. <laughs> so that people who take part in my quizzes aren't at an unfair advantage, I generally don't like to play around with the 50% true, 50% false rule. So don't bear that in mind too much when I'm going through the questions. Sometimes I just like to mess with people. So, question one. True or false? In Russia, Father Christmas is known as Grandfather Frost and is assisted in present distribution by his granddaughter, the Snow Maiden. Question two. True or false? In Nova Scotia, Canada, the residents build Christmas tree sculptures out of lobster traps to honour fishermen lost at sea. That sounds too made up to not be true. Where to throw in some uncertainty. <laughs> Question three, true or false? There is a German tradition of hiding a pickle in your Christmas tree. Question four. 
During Advent in Poland, beeswax is poured on water and fortunes are told from the shapes that emerge. Where's Arta? We'll have to cut that sound bit from the podcast before it sounds like he's gone missing. To all listeners, he is alive. <laughs> Please keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> Mariah's so practiced at editing me out podcast. <laughs> I can't wait to just get rid of everything you say. <laughs> Question five, true or false? In Syria, children receive gifts from one of the wise men's camels, often the youngest of the camels, who fell down exhausted at the end of the journey to Bethlehem. Sounds plausible. But, like, was this camel okay? Was <laughs> he yeah. all right? Good enough to give out presents. They weren't just robbing the camel. Well, did they drag him along until he got there? Or? No, the camel was using magic. <laughs> was the camel looking for Arta? Stop asking questions about the camel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, come on, everybody. Toe the line. <laughs> this is a quiz, not fun. Question six. True or false? In Czechia, unmarried women predict their love life for the coming year each Christmas by tossing a turkey leg over their shoulder. If it points to the tree, they will be married within the year. Uh, I'm going to do that this year. You, you're, you're not a you're not a single lady, Phil. <laughs> no, right. I don't, I, didn't, I don't wish to get all Beyonce on you, but um, <laughs> I didn't know there were rules. But there you go. <laughs> it was in the question. <laughs> question seven: In Brazil, Papai Noel drives a train through the streets rather than the reindeer pulled sleigh before climbing the house to come in through the chimney. Question eight. True or false? There are 12 courses to the traditional Ukrainian Christmas Eve supper, each dedicated to one of the 12 days of Christmas. Question nine, true or false? Traditional Japanese Christmas cake is made with sponge, whipped cream, and strawberries. And question 10, final question of the quiz, true or false? The British tradition plum pudding does not contain any plums. We made it, everyone. We made it. <laughs> All 50 questions read aloud with only minor... Arter didn't make it. Did we, though? Oh, no! Stop it. <laughs> I'll run through them all one more time. So, question one. In Russia, Father Christmas is known as Grandfather Frost and is assisted in present distribution by his granddaughter, the Snow Maiden. Question two. In Nova Scotia, Canada... The residents build Christmas tree sculptures out of lobster traps to honor fishermen lost at sea. Question three. There is a German tradition of hiding a pickle in your Christmas tree. True or false? Question four. True or false? During Advent in Poland, beeswax is poured on water and fortunes are told from the shapes that emerge. Question five. True or false? In Syria, children receive gifts from one of the wise men's camels, often the youngest of the camels, who fell down exhausted at the end of the journey to Bethlehem and was fine. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Question six. True or false, in the Czech Republic, unmarried women predict their love life for the coming year each Christmas by tossing a turkey leg over their shoulder. If it points to the tree, they will be married within the year. Question seven. In Brazil, Papai Noel drives a train through the streets rather than the reindeer-pulled sleigh before climbing the house to come in through the chimney. Question eight, true or false, there are 12 courses to the traditional Ukrainian Christmas Eve supper, each dedicated to one of the 12 days of Christmas. Question nine, true or false, the traditional Japanese Christmas cake is made with sponge, whipped cream, and strawberries. And question 10, true or false, the British tradition plum pudding does not contain any plums. I've just gone for true on them all in the hope that they are all true. <laughs> Especially the camel. I really hope the camel's okay. <laughs> the question isn't, is the camel fine? <laughs> oh. <laughs> is it not? Oh. No. Sugar. I hope they're all true because you've got a very odd mind to have thought some of these up if they were false. <laughs> I know, right? So let's do some answers. What do we think? Not nodding. Time for some answers. Yes, go Ooh, for nodding it. Nodding all around. Good, good, good. Right, so question one was true. Father Christmas is known as Grandfather Frost, and the Snow Maiden helps give out Christmas presents as granddaughter. Question two, also true. They do build the Christmas tree sculptures out of lobster traps. Biggest lobsters in the world. In Nova Scotia, apparently. Thanks for that. I Kate. read some. <laughs> there you go. Keep that in. Keep that in. All right, let's go. That's gold. No. <laughs> did you did you just read that, or is that something you already knew? No, it's something I knew. I, I, I've got some... Oh, it might be the oldest. I can't remember who's the oldest. I think they're linked, how old they are and how big they are. But there's a ginormous lobster, I think, that I've seen from Nova Scotia. <laughs> anyway. You've seen it, what, from here? That, that, is, that is a big lobster. I remember a thing about Nova Scotia and lobsters and them being like, it's the place... It's all about lobsters in Nova Scotia, as far as I know. They love them. They love them there. Mariah's just making a note to edit it out. <laughs> question three. Question three is false. The There is a, a rumour that the there is a German tradition of hiding a pickle in your Christmas tree. In fact, that's an American tradition. I know. I didn't. Oh, I knew. I knew about it, but I didn't realise. Okay. It's, it's attributed as something invented by the Germans, but, but that was... That's so typical of us. Yeah. Is that something you you do? Hide a pickle in your tree? No, no. This is it's fairly recent actually that well, I've seen it. We do. <laughs> and it was my friend from New Zealand that gave it to us, so I thought it was a New Zealand tradition. Whoa. But it's true. Because it just it must come from Germany. <laughs> I decided everything was true. So it's I slightly weird and involves something being pickled. Must be must be some sort of German thing. Sauerkraut pickle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Question four is true. Beeswax poured on water, fortunes told from the shapes that emerge. There's one for Arta. Should we find him again? Question five. In Syria, that is true. They do receive gifts from one of the wise men's camels, who is Which was still fine. Still fine. To Good. this day. Good. Question six is, is mostly true. Uh, that's one of the ones which I've changed up a little. 
They throw a shoe over their shoulder, and if it points towards the front door, they will be married very soon. So is that true, or that is, is false? That... Nothing to do with a turkey leg and a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Question seven, again false. Papai Noel doesn't drive a train through the streets and then come in through the chimney. He enters through the front door and he travels by helicopter. Wow. Of course he does. Well. That's impressive. Well, we say that, but everyone's got a helicopter nowadays. Like Postman Pat's got a helicopter. That's a good point. That's entirely unnecessary. He's always late as well, even though he says he's never going to be late. That's another interesting fact. Almost as interesting as Nova Scotia and lobsters. How dare you. Who's <laughs> a helicopter? Helicopters developed in the 1950s. How can you have a tradition where the mode of transportation was invented in the 1950s? Perhaps he upgraded. Perhaps. Yeah, Kev. <laughs> All right. I'll let it go. Yeah. You're shattering his Yeah, you're ruining Brazilian Christmas. All right, sorry. I'll butt out. Got question <laughs> question eight. Question eight is also false. There are 12 courses as part of the meal, but they are in honor of each of the 12 disciples. Question nine was true. And I'll be expecting a traditional Japanese Christmas cake any day now, because that sounds very nice. Scrumdilly-umptious. No, I just, I can't believe that one. Because I heard that they don't celebrate Christmas in Japan particularly, and they it's KFC day. They do have KFC as well. It's that's like a the, that's the typical Christmas feast. Mm. Then again, there's nothing especially traditional about a sponge with whipped cream and strawberries in in the Christmas story. That's true. So correct. Yeah, or, or helicopters. So yeah, you, do your own thing. You need sure. to read a bit more about that story. It's definitely in there. Yes. <laughs> Question ten: A plum pudding does not contain plums. Is suet? sugar, raisins, flour, nuts and spices, and it is tied in cloth and boiled until it is plum. Hence the name. What that means, beyond me. I've never had a pudding that seemed plum before. And that's all the questions, so you all should have final scores. It's not looking good for me. Looking dreadful for me. The scores come rolling in. Phil presumably has put his score for the round and not the whole quiz. <laughs> oh dear, got, Phil. Got you did five. not do well. The highest score I've seen so far is 52. With a very close 51 and a half. And a 50. And a 49. And a 47. Lucy won. Well done, Lucy. It's like Lucy's won. Don't say Congratulations, <laughs> Lucy, on winning the Quizmas! Yay! Yay! Yay. Yay. Woo. Woo. <laughs> and beating your friend by half a point. Yeah, that was that is narrow. Yeah. But we'll learn. Well, thank you for all partaking. Thank you, Christy, for a wonderful quiz once again. Yeah, thanks, Christy. That was awesome. Yeah, Christy, you're thanks. fantastic. Thank you for being yeah. our quiz yeah. master. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> well, thank, thank you to colleagues who were forced at gunpoint to take part in this quiz just to appease me, and to all those who, who weren't. Thank you for joining us and hope you've had as much fun and loads of laughter as we did. And let us know your score on Twitter at SardJV or use hashtag SardQuizmas. Until next time, have a great holiday season. Ooh.